At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning, people. Firstly, thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Takeoff podcast. I'm really, really appreciative of your support. I have to be transparent here. The audio quality for this episode is not up to the usual standards which I hold myself. And this is really, really frustrating for me. Unfortunately, had some technical issues with the audio which couldn't be resolved, but I didn't want you lot to miss the absolute gems that Timmy was dropping in this episode. Once again, I'm really, really appreciative of you taking the time to listen to this episode and I hope that you do derive some value from it. Enjoy your day and enjoy this episode. Thank you. The trick is, it's not about the quantity of the habit, it's actually just about doing the habit over and over yeah. again. Um, and I'll prove this to you. If you um, were to uh, swap I don't know, the drawer that you keep your socks in with the drawer that you keep your cutlery in, mm-hmm. you would be forgiven for going into the kitchen for breakfast the next morning and reaching for your socks because every single day you've gone to that drawer to bring out your cutlery. Yeah. Your brain has kind of remembered yeah. that's where it is. So building habits takes time and it comes through repetition. Welcome to The Takeoff Show. If you want to take off in your career, your finances and your mindset, then this podcast is for you. Wherever you are in the world, do enjoy the show. Welcome back to this episode of the Takeoff Podcast. So I'm very, very excited about today's guest. So we have Timmy, the founder of Mr. Money Jar. Also consider him like a brother in the financial influencing game. He's also a financial content creator, influencer, educator, and he has made guest appearances on massive platforms such as the BBC, Sky, and the Light Bible. Did I forget that he's also award-winning? So he creates some of the best content I've seen on everything personal finance, from budgeting, investing, saving, get out of debt, anything to do with personal finance, you name it. Timmy has done it. How are you doing today, bro? Feeling a lot of pressure. After <laughs> <laughs> that introduction, I'm good. Um, All your achievements, man. All your achievements. It's been a while since we last saw each other, so mm-hmm. it's actually good to to be back. Yeah, to connect, right? Yeah. 
So, how's your day been? Is it, it's been a busy one, right? You were telling me. It's been quite busy, yeah, but I'd much rather be busy than, than not. Why? Why is that? Because if I'm not busy, that means that my business isn't working. <laughs> I need to go and get a job. Yeah, efficient, right? Efficient. Wow, 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 wow. So you had a bit of a trouble getting up here today. What happened exactly? <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I think that, um, I don't know, the borough needs to do something about mm. the transport links here because when I looked up the journey, it was just really weird. It was like the bike was the quickest way to get here. <laughs> From South London to North London yeah. is the bike, right? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I've got, I've got, um, do you know the red bikes? So, yeah. yeah, I've got one of those. And I was cycling along. It was actually the perfect mm-hmm. mode of transport. Mm-hmm. It got me here 15 minutes early. And then when I went to lock it, yeah. the entirety of North London was a known park zone. <laughs> so I then had to cycle back. Down. I literally parked outside the weather so Oh my god! Cycle way back down to get bus back up, but. That's mad. Wow, wow, wow. That is crazy. What a, what a story. So, this question asks everybody this question. And it's even, I always find it funnier for me because you know, it's, it's funny asking financial influencers this question. Um, so, what is your worst financial mistake? So, I'm going to interpret this as the, uh, <laughs> the financial mistake I'm most ashamed of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's interpret it as that. Yeah. So, when did Hotline Bling come out? Twenty thirteen. Yeah, that's a long. Have we got Google there? Yeah, we we'll Google it. Hotline Bling. Two thousand thirteen. Hotline Bling. Drake. Right? No, no, it was two. That must have been two thousand fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Google's making me verify. Gosh, Google, why are you making me verify at this crypt? Goodness, it's acting up. Google's actually making me verify. The funny thing about verification is that this is crazy. Let me go to YouTube. I'm gonna have to do that one. Okay, we've got the uh, Holland link. Okay, there we go. Uh, Five years ago, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, right. Glad we found that out. Okay. (laughs) I um. Yeah, I remember seeing the, uh, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story publicly, but okay. Okay. so I remember seeing the Hotline Blink video and um, in it, Drake is wearing, you know, like the red puffer jacket, yeah. and, like the jeans <laughs> and the Tims. Okay. And he's like doing the dances and yeah. stuff. So I was, you know, very impressionable 26 year old. I, I decided that I wanted to get myself some Tims. <laughs> and I was working, um, in the city at the time, yeah. I went to Liverpool Street. Mm. They had a Timberland store there. Okay. I went there every day for a week. Mm-hmm. Like made friends with mm-hmm. the uh, assistant there. I thought okay. she liked me. She just wanted to sell me a <laughs> pair of boots. And I, I was like meticulous. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get it in this color, this mm-hmm. material, this and the other. Got a discount on it all in. I think I spent like 162 pounds wow. on this pair of boots. I wore them and they were clunky and uncomfortable. Like for me, for me, some people can yeah. really do tips, but I found them really uncomfortable and they stayed under my bed. Wow. Like for years. I just never, you just never wore them again. Yeah. And I got peer pressured into buying them by a music video. <laughs> Drake, where you at? Yeah, Drake. Look what you did to me. Yeah. 
It was like the biggest mm. single, maybe outside of a phone or, mm. you know, like a games console. Yeah. The big, biggest single purchase I'd made at the time. Yeah. That money could have been used way more productively. Mm. But I guess the story ends well because I sold them on eBay for okay. like 80 quid. Oh, that's good. You, you recouped quite a bit of your yeah, money. So back. if you have um, clothes that you're not wearing that you've been peer pressured to buy, you might come on eBay. You never know what you're doing. <laughs> That's a brilliant story. Oh my gosh, Drake, Drake, and Timblers. You know what? I just I don't get the hype with Timblers. To be honest, I don't find them comfortable either. Yeah, they they're great shoes. They're yeah. very. I feel like if you do find them comfortable, you yeah. can wear them for a very long time. Mm. But uh, they were just too too heavy for me. Yeah, <laughs> I love that story. Just kiss the Timberland collab goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, well, you never know. I mean, if it's just for like a few minutes, right? Yeah. Unless people hear this story. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's it. I love that one. Can you describe what the day in the life is like for yourself nowadays? Yeah, I I have like two realities. I have mm-hmm. the day that I would like to have, and okay. the day that I actually have. Okay, cool. Um, and I think most days I fall somewhere in the middle. So I wake up like eight, nine o'clock. Okay. Then I will get a cup of coffee, okay. um, do mm-hmm. some exercise, mm-hmm. get showered. Yeah. And then ideally, I like to spend the first three hours of the day. So I start work at about 10 o'clock. Yeah. The first three hours of the day making content. Okay. I find that I'm most creative yeah. in the morning. Okay. And I'm, mo- I'm, I'm like most fearless yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I get what you mean, yeah. Sometimes you need to be fearless when you yeah. make content. Yeah. It's tough, man. What yeah. people think. So mm-hmm. I'm more in that fair mind in the morning. Mm-hmm. One hour for lunch, okay. Okay. until two. And then I spend the next three hours mm-hmm. doing admin type okay. stuff. So responding to emails okay. and um, like planning for the rest of the week, okay. essentially. Then I like to go for a walk okay. for an hour. Yeah. And then I use the rest of the day to I play a lot of video games. Okay. Wow. Very affordable. What games are you playing at the moment? I'm playing Super Smash Brothers. Really? Oh wait, so you got um what's it? Switch. Switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, use so your character, go to character. Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Really? Oh he's a hard character to use. Yeah. Wow, he must be really good. <laughs> um so yeah, I wanna start going to tournaments actually. Really? Yeah. Good luck. I found the yeah. tournament in, in North London because basically my lockdown was yeah. Mr. Money Jar. <laughs> Be a good boyfriend slash husband. Yeah. Smash. Okay. That's all I did. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. I love that. Oh man. I I never knew. I I had a feeling that you were into games, but I didn't know how much into games you were. Fighting games, particularly. Fighting games. Okay. Me and my 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 dad bought me and my brother Mm -hmm. um, Street Fighter Two. Okay. And we were okay. The classic. Yeah. I was seven. He must have been like three or four. Mm -hmm. I mean, she. Fell in love with it. We used to play. I play Street Fighter, Marvel, Tekken, mm-hmm. Smash, like all the fighting games. Wow, wow! Which out of all of those, which ones are your favorite? You say. I think the fighting, get, the Smash is brilliant. Yeah, Smash is yeah, it's another level. It's yeah. just really good. Um, but I really got into Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay. Like Marvel vs. Capcom three that came out ten years ago now, which okay. is actually crazy. Um, but what what I really like about it is the scene. So yeah. A lot of the um, people who play video games professionally are content creators. Okay, really? And streamers, yeah, they ah, have YouTube channels. Yeah, of course, they, yes, but in that way, yeah, they monetize yeah, course, yeah. their gaming. And to yeah. me, 
that is like revenge on all the parents who said that the children shouldn't play video games because you can now play video games and make they like money. four figures yeah. a month. Yeah, that's true. Wow, wow. That is actually very true. That's insane. I mean, you should do content around that, right? Yeah. 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 Do, do how much they make and whatnot. Wow. That's, that's a fantastic, fantastic story. Your approach is very, very methodical. I love it. Um, and you said something very um, important. I think I read an article somewhere. I can't remember where where it was, but it was talking about like your most resilience in the morning. So it makes sense why you said that you're more creative um, in you know in the morning. You're more resilient, and it all wanes off as the you know as the day goes on. I think creativity is um, it has a battery. Yeah. And my battery is recharged when I sleep and when yeah. I dream. I've dreamt stuff and then woken up really? and made oh, it better. Um, and so, like that, that's, yeah, that's why I'm most creative in the morning. I think yeah. as the day goes on, you get tired, you've yeah. worked on other things, and yeah. I think you can be a bit more inside your own head, like, should mm-hmm. I post this, should I not post this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, I can definitely see some synergy between your love for games and content creating. I feel like there's definitely, because games is, is, Full, full of creative, right? Yeah. Like the amount of effort that they put into creating that game and you love that and then how it translates into your skill as a, as a content creator. I think there's definitely some synergy there. Very, very interesting. Um, so before like becoming, you know, getting into personal finance, what were you doing before? What did you study at uni? I studied law at university. Oh, wow. As well. Yeah. Ha! Ah, me too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go to law though. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go to law either. Yeah. Um, and my first job out of uni was in marketing and PR. And yeah. um, a lot of the clients at that mm. particular company were financial clients. And yeah. they'd just be all this financial jargon thrown mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And you needed to be a subject matter expert in finance, yeah. personal finance and investing to be able to do the job. Okay. Because wow. that was who most of the clients were. Yeah. And I just got curious and I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, well, like, how does all this stuff work? How does investing work? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd hear like the word debt consolidation. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Like personal loans, yeah. credit scores, and stuff. <clears throat> and then I actually went on a training course mm-hmm. to learn about infographics and okay. how to create infographics. Wow. I actually went into the Guardian's offices mm-hmm. and um, learned about two great. Um, two great uh, graphic designers okay. slash journalists, David McCandless and okay. Edward Tufty, and okay. I fell in love with it, and I okay. started to make infographics there. Okay, wow. And they would get placed in national newspapers and stuff. Wow, okay. Then after that company, I went into marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, less financially focused, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of kind of number crunching and research and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that was when I really got the bug to start company. So yeah. I, I left my job in marketing and I started my first company. It wasn't a money job, it was a completely different. It was actually a fintech app. Okay. Okay. Um, worked on that for a year. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Then I worked in charity for a mm-hmm. couple of years. Mm-hmm. And um, it was then that I started to build Mr. Money Job at the same okay. time. And then I okay. left my job in charity last November. Okay. Wow. Well done. Well done. I've got a few questions to ask you. So you started, so you, you started first business. And you know, for a lot of people, I feel like when they do business and it doesn't work out, they, there's this tendency maybe not to try again. Mm. How come you were able to, to try again? And what, where did that, you know, that motivation be like, you know what, I don't care about what happened in the past, I'm going to just go again. I just think a lot about what 
we're all going to leave behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I just had a really, st- you know, strong feeling that I wanted to leave behind something business-wise for, for other people. It's their yeah. children and for other people, you know, they want to write a book or they want to yeah. build something physical. And mm-hmm. I just had ideas all the time. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Ideas yeah. I had in my head. Yeah. And I just figured that if I tried mm-hmm. to start a business and it didn't work out mm-hmm. then I could just yeah. you know, go back to employment yeah. but I was going to give it a good go yeah. and like the universe doesn't care mm-hmm. about your business idea yeah. like it needs to actually help people and mm-hmm. I don't think my first business idea helped people I just okay. thought I think I thought it was a cool idea okay um so yeah I, I like really I, I felt like I didn't have a choice okay I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting. And you said something about the ideas in your head. I think a lot of people who go into business, that's what they're like. They have so many of their ideas and they're like, oh my God, like, I can't stop thinking about these ideas. Let me keep going. But the learning yeah. is, mm. for anyone who's listening to this who does have an idea, mm. actually you only need to execute on one idea well yeah. to um, gain some traction. Yeah. Um, and I remember in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I'm going to run like three different business ideas at the same time. <laughs> but within one business, there are so many different facets. Yeah. If you just focus on one thing, I mm-hmm. think you increase your chances of succeeding yeah. substantially. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Wow. Wow. What a, what a story. I, I was just thinking about what you, there was another thing that you said that was very interesting, but I think we'll come back to it. Yeah. So the financial influencer, why that path? What was it about that that you were okay? Yeah, that's that's for me. That's what I want to do. I actually resisted it for a long time. Um, I was really worried that if I started to monetize content and post ads, that it would put people off, and mm-hmm. people would think that I was basically using yeah. their attention to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Uh, been able, we've been all been able to, because there's lots of us doing yeah, this now, yeah. strike a good balance between helping people, but also running sustainable businesses. Yeah. Um, and I was also worried about just like putting myself out there in, yeah. in the public yeah. sphere, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been out and kind of recognized people from the internet. I'm not saying that mm. I'm going to become super famous or whatever, mm. but I do enjoy going mm. to Sainsbury's. I do enjoy. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be bothered. Like, Can I get a autograph? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, that, when I kind of observed the extreme end yeah. of, um, you know, influencing well mm. means being recognised. That's true. So that, That's true. Kind of worried me, but yeah. now I've stopped caring about all that, and I just yeah. want to help people. Yeah. Um, I've helped people, you know, buy houses, get mm-hmm. out of debt, start investing for the first time. Yeah. Whatever happens as a byproduct of all that activity mm-hmm. is whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, the benefit to people is way stronger than, you know, you being recognised. Yes, it is a negative, but there's negative and positive to everything, but a positive far outweigh the negatives. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. It's a, it's a very interesting thing. And I think the ad thing... I think really my position on it is marketing needs to be done. Uh, somebody has to market market things. You know, we all use products. I use Apple. I've got uh, you know Mac. These are products I like. Um, I have no problem with them marketing. Um, it, and I think if it's relevant relevant to your audience, I don't see no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, really don't. So 
I, I also, you know, thought about some of the creators that I followed. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I'm not on YouTube mm -hmm. at the moment, but I watch a lot of YouTube yeah. and have watched a lot of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And there are people that I followed on YouTube that I thought did adverts really well and mm -hmm. in a really classy way. Yeah. So, and, and I've actually wanted to see them advertise. Okay. Or even if they advertise stuff that wasn't relevant to me, mm -hmm. I just like them so much. Yeah. That I was like, yeah, you, <laughs> Yeah. You sell those Raycons. <laughs> like, you definitely use those. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. You just kind of overlook it. If you like the person you think they're yeah. genuine, which a lot of them are, you're yeah. like, yeah, there's sure, a guy, for it. There's a guy I've been watching for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, he's a, a film reviewer out okay. of the States called Jeremy Johns. Okay, I don't think I've heard of He reviews films and he reviews video games okay. and just, he's been doing the same format for really? 10 years. He speaks directly to camera in front of a red background. Yeah. He uses the same graphics <laughs> as 10 years ago, everything. <laughs> and um, whenever I watch a film mm. um, with, with my wife at home, mm. It's like, we'll finish watching a film, like a Marvel film or something, and then we'll go and watch Jeremy. Like, let's see what Jeremy thinks of this film. And like, you just have this relationship with this person. So yeah, if he wants to drop in that, it's like, yeah. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you kind of forgive it. And I think, to be fair, a lot of... I haven't actually seen any creators really that take the mic, really. I haven't, I haven't witnessed everything, witnessed anything where a creator, like, I don't know, fashion influencer, every single day is an ad. I don't think I've ever seen that. So, and I don't think, to me personally, like I said, I don't think it's a problem. If there's a balance to it and you are providing value as well. As long as you're providing value, I think everybody is going to say it's fair. Um, so you've been featured um, on Lad Bible, BBC, um, Sky News as well. Um, how did those come about and how did you feel doing those? Yeah. Um, well, in, in a sense, I, with with Lad Bible and Barclays, that felt like coming full circle because I actually signed up for the Money Mentors okay. program when it first launched. Mm -hmm. I remember scrolling through my personal Instagram, mm -hmm. this is way before I'd done mm -hmm. um, Mr. Money Job, yeah. and I saw an advert for it and I, I went just to see how they were doing financial coaching. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to do an advert for it, which was actually something that yeah. I had used and yeah. benefited from. Yeah. Like, that was really good to do. Um, the BBC piece, um, the journalist just reached out on email, I think. Okay. Um, she must have either been following me on Instagram or Twitter and she wanted to do a film about like generational differences, mm -hmm. um, in money and Sky again, they, they reached out, um, directly as well. Um, I think that what I can say for content creation specifically is, I don't really sell or market to anyone. I just create the best content I can. And yeah. that seems to be the storefront okay. um, that people, and you know, I, I, I want to know why it's working, but I also don't want to know why it's working. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to just continue to help people. That's yeah. why I know it's definitely working yeah. and making the best content I yeah. possibly can. But to be very honest, you know, th those, um, I didn't reach out to them. Those okay. just, those they just came. came. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying about um, not wanting to know because you kind of don't want to influence your style or whatever. No, no, no. You don't want to break what's you know what's not broken. I'm extremely grateful for every um, opportunity I've got. And like even this week, um, uh, National Numeracy announced. Yeah, that, that's good. I was yeah. ambassador for them. Um, really grateful for every opportunity that mm -hmm. comes my way. Really thankful that people. 
want to go with me on these yeah. things. Yeah. But um, I will just continue to focus <laughs> on content yeah. and, and helping. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Very, very great answer. So today we actually wanted to cover financial habits, right? Uh, so financial habits are interesting because I feel like it doesn't get spoken about that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a mental thing, um, in my opinion, um, for, for a lot of people. I've, you know, me personally, in the past, I've had terrible uh, financial habits. It's not even something I was even aware of. I didn't even know it was a thing, right? Which is why I wanted to uh, speak to you today uh, about it, get your thoughts on it. Um, so, what is your definition of financial habits? Well, if we start with habits, a habit is a uh, behaviour that you do subconsciously mm-hmm. um, and it's your brain's way of conserving energy. Yeah. Um, when you do something for the first time, mm-hmm. you're concentrating a lot, it's really tiring. Yeah. Um, that's because your brain is undergoing changes in that mm-hmm. moment, physical changes. Um, but then once you bed in that habit, then it becomes effortless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reversing right. like the, the driveway, um, brushing your teeth in the morning, yeah. these things just come effortlessly to you. And I think that habits are great because mm-hmm. they allow you to be a more efficient human being. Yeah. And if you have good ones, mm-hmm. then that is um, like a bonus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, financial habits are just your financial behaviors mm-hmm. that you do subconsciously. You don't yeah. think about them. I like that. I like that. That's a very, very comprehensive um, answer. The habit thing is interesting that you said it's just something that you do about thinking because actually when you Say like that, that is, that is literally the definition of it. And it's so hard to change something that is so hard, hardwired yeah. in you. Um, can you give examples of um, some good financial habits? Yeah, so for as long as I can remember, um, I save on the day I get paid. Like okay. to, to me, being paid mm-hmm. and not saving at least a little bit mm-hmm. of it is like, it's weird. Yeah, that's good. That's a good financial habit. Yeah. yeah. It's like brushing my teeth without toothpaste. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh my yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, I was a bit disingenuous because it's not for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like from kind of like my early 20s. Okay, so like, that's still good though. Yeah, that is still good. Kind of though. post the depressing student mm-hmm. overdraft phase. Yeah. You, we all know that phase, right? Yeah, yeah. You leave uni, but you're still in your overdraft. Yeah. And your first salary brings you back to zero pounds. Back to zero. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two thousand in overdraft ready. Yeah, yeah we know. Got no money yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, once I got yeah. over that phase, that was a financial habit that I had, and I think saving is really important. Mm-hmm. I think over the past couple of years, I think we've realised the importance of having yeah. emergency funds, mm-hmm. the importance of um, saving towards goals with purpose. Yeah. Um, so that's a good financial habit. I'll say that I have. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I do really appreciate your support so far. If you do want to support the production of this podcast further and you want to get early access to the next episode of the Takeoff podcast or you want to join in in a monthly live Q&A, make sure to check out the link in my description either pledge to my Patreon or subscribe to my YouTube membership. Either way, I do appreciate you supporting me and helping me to build the best business and finance community in the world. I do hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode.
really, really like to answer. Where did your good financial habits come from? That, that, that whole, you know, habit of saving as soon as you get a paycheck. Because for a lot of people, they don't have that. They, as soon as they get a paycheck, they go to the bar, they're buying their favourite bag or watch or yeah. trainers. For them, saving is not so instinctual. Where did you get yours? So two things. Firstly, I read a fantastic book called mm-hmm. The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. And if you could summarise that book in a sentence, yeah. it's save 10% of mm. all your income. Mm. And if you do that for the rest of your life, you'll never have to worry about money. Um, fantastic, fantastic book. But I also like stopped caring about what other people thought of okay. me. Um, I do still care what other people think mm. of me, but... I can count those people on one hand. Yeah. I think if you try to impress or please everyone, mm-hmm. you will have no money left. Yeah. Like you'll just buy stuff and go to things and just do stuff that yeah. isn't in line with your purpose, isn't yeah. in line with your goals. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you'll just drain your wallet. So finding out the information, but also having that change of mindset of, Maybe I don't need to buy these Timberlands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of what drinks yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that, you know, no one cares whether I'm wearing them or not. Like, all the people who, I'd say, all the, there's no one to impress yeah. in life mm-hmm. because all of the people who care about you mm-hmm. don't care. They don't care. And all the people who don't care about you don't care. So exactly, yeah. Just, <laughs> I love that saying. That is fantastic. Yeah, so just, that's good. Um, yeah, like, don't spend money to impress people. Focus on your goals and on your purpose instead. I mean, to sort of deepen the conversation, but mm. I was like talking before about what we leave behind. I think about, you know, like life yeah. and how temporary it is yeah. a lot. And um, I think when you when you think about the fact that, wow, like we're kind of just like floating through space. Yeah, and, like, that's I'm, true. I'm like 32 in a couple mm. of weeks and then, you know, in another 50 years, I might not be around anymore. Yeah. Like that keeps you on purpose and it yeah. really focuses you on what you want to spend this limited time on earth doing and who you want to spend it with. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's why I save. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 also, you know, it's, it's very interesting about the, you know, I, I'm about to write a tweet and it's, it aligns to what, what you're saying. Um, that I feel like the world is designed to just to just distract you. Oh, yeah. I just feel like everything's just there to distract you. The people are super focused, know what they're doing, they'll yeah. do it without you know, caring what people think. And everybody else is is getting dragged by the distractions of other people. People are just trying to distract you from your purpose. 100%. Um, Charlie um, from the Money University um, Instagram page, I really like. He, I think he, he posted on the story once or did a post where he said that, you know, the things that you're at risk of yeah. are like really simple. Yeah. Most people in the short term are not at risk of inflation. Yeah. That's like a 10 year thing. That's yeah. like you keep your money under the sofa <laughs> and after 10 years you're like, oh wow, it's like half the value yeah. or like 20 years or something. You are at risk mm. of going on your phone mm-hmm. and wasting four hours of your day scrolling. Yeah you're at risk of caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. You're at risk of buying stuff yeah. that you don't need mm-hmm. to show off to other people. Yeah. Those are the actual risks that um, affect you day to day. Because if you break down your day, 
actually um, Floyd Mayweather did a video on this, which I thought was really good. If you just break down your day, 24 hours, you're asleep for a third of it, you're yeah. working for a third of it. So that's like 16 hours, you've got eight hours left. Yeah. Let's say you spend one hour eating a piece, that's five hours. Mm. Let's say you spend another hour just doing admin or something, that's four. If you spend four hours mm. just wasting your time, you're going to have no time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. At all. Very, very true. And then you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, wow, like, what do I, I spend my time doing? And it happens, it happens like that. 10, 20, 15 years go by, you start regretting like, No, but it, it, it does. It does yeah. I remember, I remember 2011. I yeah. remember yeah. like 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember it as well, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy um, because it, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, that's really flowed. Yeah. That was that happened in 2009, really? Yeah. Crazy. So, but one thing I like to do is I like to speak um, in the affirmative mm -hmm. as well. So, like, rather than saying what people shouldn't do, I think mm -hmm. it's very important to mm -hmm. utilize compounding in your life. Okay. So, if you're going to spend time or spend money or spend energy on something, mm -hmm. try to spend any of these resources I've just mentioned on mm -hmm. things which will carry forward into the future. Yeah. Friendship, for example. Mm -hmm. If you invest in a relationship with yeah. someone, as long as you both stay alive, yeah. that's something that you get to have yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, if you learn a skill, again, that's something that I, I um, signed up for public speaking classes okay. a few years ago, and that still stays with me okay. until now. The problem with scrolling is that it's not morally wrong to scroll on your phone. Yeah. It just doesn't build up to it. It doesn't do anything for you. It, it just doesn't. You know, you pick up yeah. your phone, you scroll, you put your phone down yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, you forget. I, I could not tell you why I remember scrolling last week. Probably yesterday, I couldn't even tell you. That's how crazy, even today, I probably couldn't. That's how crazy it is. But then to keep it balanced, yeah. I would also say that there is definitely a time and place for fun and mm -hmm. for just kind of relaxing. I'm not saying that you should do yeah. that, but <laughs> just have an idea of the things you want to carry forward in yeah. life. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And, you know, having said that, you touch on a few bad financial habits. What other, you know, examples of, like, bad financial habits would you say? Um, so, I have... My my kryptonite is video games. Oh, okay. yeah, good games. I think they're more expensive as well. They are very Gosh. expensive. I've gotten better over the years, but I remember um, when I was at university, I was, like, a complete sucker for, like video game like yeah. digital game sales mm -hmm. so that game you've been looking at for a lot for a long time that's 10 pounds is suddenly three pounds mm -hmm. and i bought like hundreds i only paid played them once like mm -hmm. a lot of them and you know you do that thinking that you should never do which is imagine if i'd invested all that money blah 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 but like mm -hmm. you don't want to cry on this yeah. podcast so yeah. like, <laughs> focus on that um but that is my my thing that i'm weak to so i'd say mm -hmm. is you know, if you take a look back at your bank statements, take a look back at your budget and look at the top 10 most expensive items on that list. You know, if it's stuff like uh, rent and bills, mm -hmm. then that, that's fine. But if there are things that you feel like you're price insensitive to, like mm -hmm. you'll just buy them, those are the things that you need to like watch out for. I suspect yeah. that for a lot of people listening to this, it'll be things like gaming. Yeah. Drinking, yeah, Deliveroo, mm -hmm. like these bottomless like money yeah. pits. Yeah, these are really, you know, these are things that you can build bad financial 
habits around. Mm -hmm. So it's just to be mindful when you're spending on these things. Yeah. I like to set myself a quota on, on like takeaways, for example. Yeah. Um, just a set number of takeaways mm -hmm. per week. And then if I exceed that quota, or if, if I fill that quota, then I have to eat something yeah. like that's in the cupboard. That's yeah. just a rule that I've placed on myself. I like that. I like that. that. That's really good because if you don't set any rules in place, then you're just going to, you just do whatever you want, right? Um, and you, you won't be disciplined, you know. So for the for those people, so some people might not see, like, um, you know, get a delivery every week as a bad financial habit, even if it's, if it means that they're spending a whole paycheck on it. Mm -hmm. How can somebody recognise, like, a good financial habit from to a bad one? I think, in part, it's subjective. Okay. So if you have already saved mm -hmm. up front and the rest of your money is yours, to play with, then I guess you can get as many deliveries yeah. as you want. So I would say a bad financial habit will feel bad to a certain extent. You'll feel yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't be spending this money or yeah. I could have spent this money differently. But I would also um, take the definition of a bad habit mm -hmm. from the broader definition of habit. Often bad habits are habits that remove you from the person you want to be or the mm -hmm. goals that you have in life. Yeah. So. If you're trying to buy a house mm -hmm. and your delivery habit is not allowing you to save for your deposit, yeah. then maybe that fits yeah. the definition of a bad habit. It doesn't even need to be a house if you're trying to go on holiday. If there's something you really want to do, mm -hmm. but you're um, in a kind of non-mindful way spending on something else, mm -hmm. then that could also be taken to be a bad habit. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Um, I think it's very interesting, um, something that you mentioned. It seems like there's an instinctual part of people that feels, like you said, like if you feel bad about it, but some people just kind of just continue to do it, but they feel it. They feel actually, oh, this is, you know, and I feel like a lot of people, especially like if we think about credit cards and, you know, not wanting to pay bills, they understand that it's, it's not good and what they're doing is not good, but they just, continue to it's just it's easier for them to just bypass it because they're just ignoring it and not you know addressing the situation but they know it's bad so it's, it's very interesting that you said that like, i think instinctually we do we do understand that um what can a person do so you mentioned a few safeguards to uh, you know kind of protect yourself um you know from you know doing bad habits because i think we all have it um what can a person do to uh you know get them from like you know doing less bad habits and doing more good habits. Something that's been game changing for me is shortening the time cycle that I budget. Okay. I used to budget on a monthly basis. Okay, interesting. And uh, um, I use an app called Money Dashboard Neon. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, yeah. I really like it because it's, um, it's uh, so there's a couple um, kind of main um, but there were three, so there was Yolt, Emma, and my Yeah, yeah, I use Emma, yeah. Yolt, yeah. I think, um, is no more. It was a very good app. Um, yeah. Emma's, is it no more, is it? Yeah, they've closed down the consumer app. Really? Yeah, or, or are going to. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. But Emma's very good, but it's mobile only. So I use my dashboard because it's got the okay. desktop okay. That's good. version as well. So you can cool. use it. We'll put the description and link for that as well. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And. Um, I used to check it every 30 days. Now, okay. the problem with 30 days is mm. if you're checking, this is the start of the month, mm. you begin to go, oh, right, so like what, 
was I doing on the 13th of September mm. and like why did I spend this money and that money um, and you forget so I shorten that to every week so I now look at my spending every week yeah. and I have weekly quotas yeah. how much do I want to spend on takeaways weekly how yeah. much do I want to spend on going out weekly mm -hmm. and you treat each week like a sprint yeah and then you tweak and adjust as you go okay and i think that that enables you to it allows you to be a bit kinder to yourself yeah. because a week's worth of mistakes is a lot easier to swallow yeah. than a month's worth of yeah, mistakes that's true um but it also means that you're much more like on the like on the ball so that, yeah. that's what i do wow wow I, I really really like that so you so you, now you're, you're reviewing your, your budgets on a weekly basis on a sunday yeah okay wow that's good in money dashboard is what, what you do to, to review well i use money dashboard is what i have all of my bank accounts linked into mm -hmm. um including my um the joint, my joint account with my wife so okay. we look at our finances jointly as well yeah. um and then i record it in a spreadsheet mm -hmm. Okay, wow, that's 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 fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you said something because I think we want to also make clear that when we're talking about budgeting and things like that, we're not saying that you have to meet a hundred percent of the time. Um, it's there as a guide. Yeah. Um, you know, if you feel like you're not meeting it, because because Timmy does it on a weekly basis, you might be like, okay, week one wasn't good, so week two, I'm gonna do try and do better. Week three. I'll be back on board and before I'll, I'll meet my targets. And I think when you treat your budget like that, um, it's to allow you to to just, you know, have view of where you are with your finances. I feel like when you don't have a budget, when you don't even check your bank account, because some people don't check their bank accounts, and I've been guilty of doing this in the past. Yeah. When you don't check, you're literally blind. Like, yeah. how are you going to do, you know, mental arithmetics? Okay, I spent £50 here. Spent ten pounds here. I spent sixty pounds last week. How are you gonna remember all your balances? And a lot of people don't. They go to the bank. They or they try to tap it. It doesn't work. Well, look. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have a particularly heavy night or heavy yeah. session. You don't want to change your bank account. Yeah, everyone goes through that. But I think you can take a lot of the emotion out of, um, you know, ma money management by just recognizing that no one really is set up to wired to be good with money but yes. this is a relatively recent concept that we've mm -hmm. made up and it's actually less real now than it's yeah. been it's numbers it's on the screen yeah. it's a tapping off your phone yeah. it's uh, so the actual spending you can spend money really really easy now mm -hmm. um there's a comedian so easy. Uh, ronnie cheng who yeah. did a bit about amazon prime <laughs> talking about how like quickly stuff comes just like amazon next they're going to do like prime before like they're just going to send you stuff and then you have to pay for it afterwards oh like God. it's not that far away from um like reality so yeah you can be you can get over the emotions by just looking at the numbers in your bank account in the same way that you look at other numbers in your yeah. life when you look at the time you don't you know get upset that it's like a certain time of day that's just information you use yeah. so that you can make decisions in your life um, equally a calendar you know you use your calendar to figure out where you want to be and when don't judge it don't judge yourself be kind to yourself because you know everyone is struggling with yeah. this stuff even yeah. the so-called so-called like experts exactly yeah yeah exactly like like Tilly said we we, we all struggle with we all come from the struggle and it's a constant battle and I think like you said once you acknowledge that it's a constant battle I feel like you're just a lot more relaxed about it like 
cool. Yeah. I have view, I know how to deal with it, I know what to, to do in place. Um, yeah, very, very, very interesting that you said the calendar. I was thinking about the weather as well, because this tree wouldn't go out without checking what the weather's like yeah, yeah, out yeah. in this country. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It is, it is it, that's, that's really good. It is like the weather. Yeah. Like check, check your bank account <laughs> like you check your weather. I love that. Um, what would you say are the benefits of having good financial habits? Yeah, just efficiency. Yeah. Um, you, you know, we are, you know, um, good at many things. Human brain is good at many things, but I don't think it's, uh, built necessarily to remember things all yeah. that well or to do repeat actions. I think we are all creative beings. That's mm -hmm. what we should be using our brain to like think and yeah. build and stuff. So you want to develop the, the unconscious actions that you have. You want to develop unconscious actions that serve you so that yeah. you can just get on with the, the rest of your life. Yeah. That's why I think the benefit of good financial habits are. I think about a habit is the trick is mm. it's not about the quantity of mm -hmm. the habit it's actually just about doing the habit over and over yeah. again um and i'll prove this to you mm. if you um were to uh swap i don't know the drawer that you keep your socks in with the drawer that you keep your cutlery in mm -hmm. You would be forgiven for going into the kitchen for breakfast the next morning and reaching for your socks because every single day you've gone to that drawer to bring out your cutlery. Yeah. Your brain has kind of remembered yeah. that's where it is. So building habits takes time and it comes through repetition. Yeah. So if it's saving, for example, um, you know, Richard Van Babylon says aim to save 10% of your salary. Um, don't focus on the 10% part. Try and save 1%. Because it's the muscle memory you're building of putting money aside, putting money yeah. aside, and then you can up it over time. Mm. But, and you know, I, I like to say, save 1% a month, 1, 2% a month, two, yeah. and then by the end of the day, you can be at 10%, yeah. and you would have had all this practice yeah. doing it. That's a good, that's a good way. Yeah. I've, I think that, um, and so same goes with running, you know, it's far better to <laughs> get your shoes on yeah. and go for a five minute run mm -hmm. than it is to go, oh, well, if I can't run for half an hour, then I'm not going to run at all. That's yeah. self-sabotage. There's yeah. no need to do that. Just start small and build. Yeah, I like that. I like that about the start small. It's true. It, and I think it's like that with anything. You know, we don't have to overcomplicate things. It's, it's better to be simple. It's better to do something that's manageable. Yep. Do something that's manageable, easy for you, and then just build. Like, like you said, you know, I, I really like that. Great, great segment. So we're going to move over to the uh, next segment. So this is, I'm calling it now, the Finfluencer Quiz. Right. <laughs> as, I, as, I, as I speak to my fellow Finfluencers. Um, so it's a would you rather. Uh, so we've got uh, three questions here. Uh, so the first one is, I know you're no longer um, doing a job, a traditional job. You are now an entrepreneur, but still. We'll ask you this question. Um, so, would you rather a job you hate with a really high salary or a job you love with a below average salary? It's not a trick question. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I find it really difficult to do things I hate. I'll mm -hmm. have to take the below average salary and then find yeah. a way to supplement the income. Yeah. Um, for the people who can do stuff they don't like mm -hmm. for a lot of money, there are advantages to that. Yeah. 
you know, if you if you if you earn enough, you can put that money into an index fund, mm. build it up, reach financial independence, yeah. um, and then and then live off the interest <laughs> from those investments. Yeah, you could build up a substantial pension. Like there are obviously um, things ways you can utilize that first scenario. Mm. But for me, I find it really really difficult yeah. to do stuff that I that I don't enjoy, and yeah. I, I would be fired from that first job. <laughs> It was just I, I P45 on the table. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do the first one either. No way. If I did do the first one, I would have taken a completely different career path. <laughs> okay, great, great answer. Uh, the second question is, would you rather spend a million pounds on travel or a million pounds on clothes? Yeah, I mean, most times this is what I wear. So, uh, I decided, to, decided to stop caring about um, fashion yeah. a long time ago. Um, so it would be travel. I think travel is really important. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think so too. There's a whole like planet out there and um, like people to meet, and languages to hear and like different cultures to experience. Yeah. And um, I, don't, I don't even need to sell the travel thing. <laughs> Tra- travel, yeah, travel for me is by far over clothes any time of the day. As you were saying, there's so much to experience and it's so exciting being able to unlock and uncover like a new culture that you've never ever witnessed before. Okay, so the final question is, would you go back in time to fix your biggest money mistake or look into the future to find out where you end up? That's a really good question. Um, am I allowed to say that I would do neither? <laughs> yeah, if you want no, to. Like, right. so I, I would. I wouldn't go forward in time. Yeah, because um, yeah, I'd, I'd be too scared to see like what I would me. But like, you have a certain element of control and yeah. going back and fixing a mistake. But yeah. I, the reason why I say that I, I possibly wouldn't do either is because I think that. Um, Mistakes are, are good, like mm-hmm. mistakes are how you learn. Yeah. As long as you don't judge yourself and mm-hmm. as long as those mistakes are reversible, yeah. then they make you a stronger person yeah. and they teach you better for um for for next time. Yeah. You know? The only L's we take are lessons. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Although I would have said to you for me personally, Bitcoin, I would have put more money into Bitcoin. That's not a money mistake for me, by the way, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but the thing with the um, with questions like this yeah. is, if you then apply that to everybody, yeah. then yeah. everyone would have put more money into Bitcoin, yeah. and Bitcoin wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, it wouldn't be enough. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very true, yeah. It's it's one of those hindsight situations where you have to kind of take a risk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's interesting. So, so even so, neither for you, yeah. Yeah, but but if I had to pick yeah. one, I would go back and, and fix fix okay. mistake. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Really, really, really love love that answer. It's been great having you on today. It's been a very delightful conversation for me. I always like speaking to uh, my fellow financial influencers because I feel like our journey is interesting. You know, we've we've come from a place where you know financial literacy wasn't taught at school. We sort of found our way, you know, around it, and then now we're now imparting that education to others to, to help them. So it's always interesting to speak to other people about it. In terms of what's next for you, what have you got in the pipeline? Yes, um, a few 
collaborations with brands coming up. Um, so keep your, your eyes peeled for those. But in terms of the direction I'd like to take the platform in, um, I would really love to go back to doing in-person type engagements, um, talks, events. Um, I started out my very first Mr. Money Jar anything. Actually, it was called Money Jar at the time. Okay. I put the Mr. on afterwards. Okay. Um, was a meetup. Okay. In Brixton. Wow. I like that. Um, and uh, I'm actually still in touch with some of the people who um, came to that um, to that event. And I think that uh, yeah, COVID has made it very difficult mm-hmm. to um, do um, in-person type things. But I think, you know, we're social beings yeah. um, and it's good to connect and, mm-hmm. and see people in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. Uh, defo do that uh, let us know let us know how it is we'll, we'll do a podcast episode just to uh-huh. see see how that how you're getting on with that where can people find you um i'm across most social media um but mainly on instagram okay. and my handle is at mr money Jar. you can mm-hmm. also find my website at mrmoneyjar.com okay awesome great have you got any final words do make sure to follow timmy uh, at his social handles. What's your final word? My final word is just to say thank you to you, Atto, for creating this um, platform and this space for people to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, many of the people coming on this show, this will be one of their first in-person yeah. shows <laughs> that they've done. So what yeah. you're doing is very important and I'm a big fan. Thank you, thank you. Thanks a lot. It's been great having you. <laughs> it's been great having uh, Timmy here, um, you know, like I said, he's like my uh, financial influencer uh, brother, and hopefully we're we're doing this together for a long time. And you know, I want to definitely get him back onto to the podcast. I do hope that you've appreciated all the gems that he's dropped today. He's a very very experienced guy, and I hope that you found the the part about Drake hilarious. Drake, oh, Drake, Drake, I'm coming for you. But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we will see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.